0: You get me this morning because Pastor Merrill Senior, Pastor Darrell Junior are away in Kansas City um, speaking at a men's retreat. So they are away, Pastor Fred is at All Nations Community Church ministering in Homewood this morning. Um, So a lot going on, it's always a privilege. But we do have a special guest in the house. Well, it's it's not really a guest, but to me, I'm privileged to be preaching in his presence. Pastor Harry Schmidt is here. Thank you for being here this morning. You must you must have gotten the engraved invitation I sent you, so thank you, so it's okay. So, um, no, it is great to be here and open up the word. Uh, you know, I was away last weekend, had a great, relaxing, fun time uh, with my wife and friends last weekend, but uh, If you're ever away, just know that we have our our sermons online. You could watch if you ever miss a week. Hopefully, you don't miss too many, but if you ever do, watch them online. Just because I was away, I didn't miss the message. I got to hear it. And Pastor Darrell, he was was on fire last week. He was talking about work, and uh, he he talked about who we work for, why we work, and even how we should work. So if you heard it, and your, your employer, I'm sure, appreciated that this week. Uh, But at exactly 4.40 p.m. Monday on Labor Day, Pastor Darrell posted this on his Twitter and Facebook account, and he says, I think every Monday should be a holiday. (laughs) My boss said that, yes. So I'm so grateful. I have an extra day off every week. Thank you very much. I am going to work even harder now uh, because I know that. Uh, If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Revelation chapter 12. Now we're in this series, Get Smart, in the book of Proverbs, and I will be referring to a lot of Proverbs this morning, but my text is actually going to be in Revelation 12, and I'm going to get that towards the end, but I want you to get ready for it early. I want to tell you a story about Sister Mildred, the church gossip and self-appointed arbiter of the church's morals kept sticking her nose in the other members' private lives. Church members were unappreciative of her activities, but feared her enough to maintain their silence. She made a mistake, however, when she accused George, a new member, of being an alcoholic after she saw his pickup truck parked in front of the town's only bar one afternoon. She commented to George and others that everyone seeing it there would know what he was doing. George, a man of few words, stared at her for a moment and just walked away. He didn't explain himself, he didn't defend himself, he even didn't deny it. He said nothing. Later that evening, George quietly parked his pickup truck in front of Mildred's house and left it there all night. Mm. Be careful what you talk about. This morning I want to talk to you about what I believe is an epidemic in the church. Now the definition of an epidemic is a widespread occurrence of an infectious disease in a community. Now you should all know me by now, I'm not afraid to dodge difficult topics and this morning is not going to be a very popular sermon, I know, but the title of my sermon is All Talk, The Poison of Gossip. See, gossip is what I believe is the epidemic in the church today. I heard it said, gossip grows in the absence of the Holy Spirit. Another way of even saying it is, rumors grows, rumor grows in the absence of revelation. Revelation. Every time we keep God at arm's length, declining an active living knowledge of him, we become vulnerable to rumors or gossip. If we were all honest with ourselves, we all kind of like gossip. We are enticed and tempted by it. Gossip appeals to our nature. Church gossip, especially those who call themselves followers of Jesus, can justify just about anything that comes out of our mouth. At least I think so. When you become a church person, and you are good at being churchy, you can justify anything you say. You spiritualize it. You say, will you pray with me about something? And what you're really meaning is, I want to tell you something I've heard. It's gossip but it's covered up in spiritual words. Some of us feel that gossip is not one of the big sins. You know, we have the real bad ones on our top 10 list, but most of us would not put gossip on that list of real bad sins. We kind of believe that gossip is one of those small sins, one of those sins that God forgives quickly. Now, God may forgive other sins, too, But there may be something more you need to do or more consequences. But gossip, we kind of think that God blinks at gossip. I don't think God likes gossip. In fact, I think God hates it. I think it's a big deal to God. I also think that God doesn't allow us to justify it either. He doesn't let us off the hook with this one. I don't think he lets us get away with it at all. And I believe this morning God's going to do something in our hearts to show us what we need to do about this epidemic called gossip in the church. Now, if you have your bulletins, there's a place in the back of it to take notes, so I hope you could take a few notes this morning because I want to start out by giving you a couple of definitions of what I believe gossip is. The first definition is, gossip is when you tell the right information to the wrong people. Gossip is telling the right information to the wrong people. Well, I've heard it say, well, it's the truth. See, most people think that gossip is primarily made up of things that are not true, but that's not always the case. Gossip can be made up of things that are actually true. But if you're telling the right information to the wrong people, it's gossip. The second definition, I believe, is gossip is when you tell the wrong information to anyone. You would be surprised of how many people I have talked to that are convinced that what they know is true, absolute fact, when they have no evidence at all. It's rumors, it's emotions, and yet they talk about it and it's wrong information. It's gossip. This morning I want to tell you what's wrong with gossip. But I promise you, I will end on a good note. But right now I want to get into the dirty truth, the nitty gritty about gossip. What is wrong with gossip? Why is it such a big deal to God? Number one, gossip lacks integrity. Now, by the way, I have gossiped before. I'm not proud of it. It's not something that I necessarily struggle with every day, but I have gossiped, maybe even about you. But how many of you are really bad at keeping secrets? just want to know who I should or shouldn't talk to. Okay. Um, Proverbs 11.13 says, "'A gossip betrays a confidence, "'but a trustworthy person keeps a secret.'" You see, when you are given information that should be private, or you find out information that is none of your business, and you share it with the wrong people, it shows a lack of integrity in your life. See, I'm really good at keeping secrets myself. In fact, if I told you some of the secrets I knew about others, it would get me in big trouble. I want to be a man of integrity. I want to be a man people can trust, but if you want to be a person of integrity, you need to learn to be a person that keeps confidence. Learn how to keep it to yourself so you won't incriminate anyone. See, if you want to talk to someone about it, talk to God about it. Pray about it. You know, I did a series a few months ago in our an XTU service called Rumors and Revelations and I asked this question to our teenagers have you talked about it more than you prayed about it? I heard somebody say you never look good trying to make someone else look bad whether you are in a staff meeting whether you have family disputes or whether you even have a one-on-one conversation there are just some things you shouldn't talk to others about. It's not necessarily bad or even wrong sometimes, but there are certain conversations that if you talk to other people that they don't understand it in context or don't give absolute fact, gossip lacks integrity. Number two, gossip destroys friendships. Proverbs 16.28 says, A perverse person stirs up conflict or dissension, and a gossip separates close friends. You see, you automatically lose people's trust when you gossip. You betray them. Let me say this. Trust is hard to get. And when you violate trust, you know how difficult it is to get it back? That relationship may never be the same after that. You see, it is a treasure to have a friend. Do you have someone in your life that is a true friend that you know wouldn't gossip about you? I've heard somebody say this, gossip is carried by haters, spread by fools, and accepted by idiots. I've been raised in the church, and it's been unfortunate that I've seen bad and ugly things. I've seen good relationships be destroyed. Leaders, spiritual mentors, teams that looked invincible be destroyed because of this thing called gossip. Number three, gossip corrupts us. This may be the most important point. If there is anything that you listen to today... Understand this, that gossip corrupts us. Proverbs 18.8 says, The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. In the message version, it says, Listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. You see, when someone chooses to gossip, the person who says the gossip and the person who hears it and entertains the gossip, both allow something. Neither of them get off the hook. Here's what happens. They both open up their heart to satanic and demonic influence in their life. You say, whoa, 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 Pastor Dan, that's a little too much for me. I'm going to get there. Hang on. I know it's strong. But studying and looking to it and realizing the effects of this, it's true. You might as well be drinking poison when you say it and even hear it. That's what this verse in Proverbs is saying. See, Jesus says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. See, you cannot hide what's in your heart because the mouth will eventually let you know. Not only does gossip corrupt you, it corrupts other people. Something you might want to realize that who gossips to you will gossip about you. See, small groups, and if you're in a small group, small groups isn't a time to talk about others. Alter time is not a time to talk about others. If you're serving in a ministry and you're working on a project, that's not a time to be talking about others. Gossip corrupts us. Number four, gossip is divisive. Proverbs 26.20 says, Without wood, a fire goes out. Without a gossip, a quarrel dies down. You see, gossip keeps things stirred up. It fuels anger. It destroys the unity in your home. It destroys the unity in friendships. It destroys the unity of the church. You see, growing up in church, gossip was common. It was almost like a spiritual gift, I thought. But the early church had very low tolerance for gossip. In Titus chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, it says, But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law, because these are unprofitable and useless. Warn a divisive person once, and then warn them a second time, and after that, have nothing to do with them. I mean, that's harsh. Why would Paul write something so strong to Titus? Because the early church had to realize that there is power in unity. And the only thing that keeps us together is the unity of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean we all have to be perfect. It doesn't mean we have to look perfect. It doesn't mean we have to act perfect. But when we see something wrong in each other's lives, let's handle it correctly. Let's handle it according to what the Bible says and not according to how we feel we think we should handle it. Our flesh wants to gossip. The Holy Spirit wants to redeem us. Let's work towards redemption, not division. I heard this said, gossip is the devil's radio. One time, I uh, left my cell phone, put it down on the table, and I, I ran to the bathroom. And I heard later that somebody picked up my cell phone and tried reading through my text messages to see what I'm talking about. And I don't know whether it was true or not, but they started talking about how I talk bad about people, how I degrade and put people down. And it's hard for me to believe for two reasons. Number one, I have a passcode, so you have to know my passcode to get on my cell phone. But two, you could read my text messages all you want. The thing is, is gossip can be divisive. Number five, gossip ruins reputations. How valuable is your reputation? Your name. See, my last name is Cyprian. That means something to me. Because of the family that I was raised in and the values my mom and dad gave me, they not only gave me my name, but a set of principles, a set of non-negotiables that try to live my life by every day. So to lose the reputation of being a Cyprian is a big deal to me. But let me ask you this. What do people say about you when you're not listening? If I were to go up to somebody at your work and ask, well, what do you think of so-and-so, what would they say? Or at school, or even at church. If I said, what do you think? You see, gossip has the power to ruin a reputation. Something they may have worked all their life for trying to do the right thing. But see, in Proverbs 18, 17, it says, any story sounds true until someone tells the other side and sets the record straight. See, people sometimes come to me with gossip. I feel like I used to be a magnet for gossip. Everything sounds true until you hear the other person's side. Of the story. See, gossip is demonic. It is not interested in the truth. You see, the source of gossip is not from the source of truth. The source of gossip is from the father of lies. He's not interested in the truth. He's interested in stealing, killing, and destroying. He's not interested in truth. He's not interested in redemption. He's not interested in building someone up. You see, if gossip were food, many people in the church would be obese. A few years back, I was a youth pastor in Rockford, and and I can't believe I'm even telling you this story, but I think there's no better story to bring this point. My pastor called me into his office one day. I wasn't at the office at the time, and he says, Dan, we need to talk right now. I said, all right, I'm there. So I go into his office, I sat down. He says, "We need to talk something serious has happened." I said, "Okay." He says, "Somebody called the office and they said they saw you in the mall parking lot kissing and hugging this woman that wasn't your wife." Now, I was ready to be defensive. I was ready. I was I was ready to fight. I said, "Are you talking about yesterday?" He says, yeah, yesterday, I said, yeah, I was with a woman that wasn't my wife. She was my younger sister. We went shopping together. She was visiting in town, and I gave her a hug, and I gave her a kiss on the cheek before she left. Fortunately for me, it wasn't true. Fortunately, but you need to understand, stuff like that can ruin reputations. How can we stop gossip? How many of you are interested in stopping gossip? How many of you hate gossip? You see, there's some things I want us to hate as a church. Let me use another word, despise. You may have never heard a pastor say this, but Jesus gives us a practical way to stop gossip. And what I'm about to tell you is going to change your life. Matthew 18, verse 15, Jesus says, If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. You say, Pastor Dan, that that has nothing to do with gossip. That has something to do with somebody does something wrong, does you wrong, or whatever. Listen, if you're talking about somebody, they must have offended you at some point. There was a wrongdoing that happened, and you need to go to that person, and you need to make things right. See, I love confrontation. I'm not afraid of it. If you know me, sometimes it makes for a good day, you know, right? The end of the- no, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little facetious, but I, I'm not afraid of confrontation. I, I, I'm a straight-up guy where my emotions are on my sleeve, if you know me. Some of you in this congregation are like me, and most of you, when I say the word confrontation, Terror. Pain, agony. I mean, you're thinking, are you kidding me? No, I do not. want Confrontation is not like me. But the other half of you, you're like, yeah, bring it on. Let's go. I'm about to tell you three things that I believe that can stop gossip. Some of you are going to be running out of here after I tell you these things. I can feel it. Notice in this scripture in Matthew 18, you keep your friendship. Remember when I said gossip destroys friendship? If you actually communicate the right way, it will actually help your friendship, build friendships instead of destroying them. It continues on in Matthew 18, verse 16 and 17. It says, but if they will not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. I'm sorry if you work for the IRS, but that's what Jesus is saying here. Here are three steps. If someone comes to you and says, I need to tell you, did you hear where Pastor Dan was last weekend? Here's the first thing you need to do. Stop the conversation. Raise your hand up and say, before you tell me about Pastor Dan, have you talked to Pastor Dan about this yet? And when they say no, and 98% of the time they will say no, you need to say, I will not let my heart be corrupted by what you are about to say if you're not going to follow the principles of Scripture first. You see, there is a time and a place when you're supposed to go to someone else. Bring somebody along, whether it's Pastor Daryl or Pastor Fred or somebody else, and bring them to me. But that's after you have come to me first. Don't skip step one. Step one. It's kind of like the game of Monopoly. Return to go, collect $200, and start all over. When someone comes to you and starts gossiping, literally just raise your hand and say, excuse me. But most of us, because we're non-confrontational, want to skip this step. Here's some of the things I've heard. But Pastor Dan is so scary. I could be scary, yes, I, I get that, I get that. I've heard, this is, this is my favorite, I'm unapproachable. Now I personally think I'm one of the most I- approachable people I know. But I think a better term for it is I'm confrontational. The reason why you think I'm unapproachable is because you don't want me to respond. But it'll be painful if I talk to Pastor Dan. Hopefully. No, no, no. Um, In other words, in other words, if you go to that person, it'll take courage. It will take obedience. And it'll take faith to go to that person to make things right. You know what I heard about Joel this week? Nothing. Nothing. I stopped the conversation. He's gonna ask me after the service, "What are you hear?" <laughs> stop the conversation. Number no. number two, pray with them. What? Talk about a game changer. Somebody starts talking about somebody else. Say, "Let me pray real quick in Jesus' name." I pray that you give them peace in the name of Jesus. God, whatever offense is in their heart, take that away right now. God, whatever the enemy is trying to do to distract this person, God, make them whole. God, I pray that you guide them and direct them, give them wisdom to go to that person and make things right. God, I pray for that other person, that they receive it well, that their friendship is reconciled, and that you be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Game-changer. How many of you have done that? Man, that's tough. Don't get me wrong. That's not easy. It's not something that I wake up in the morning and say, that's what I'm going to do. And number three, bring them to that person. I've often said, hey, listen, tell them, go to that person. No, bring them. Bring them to that person. See, if you know me, you can say, well, Pastor Dan would want to t- you to tell him how he has offended you so he can make things right. See, if you go to Pastor Dan and it doesn't get resolved, then go to Pastor Daryl and then go to Pastor Fred and then talk about it together. That's what Jesus would do. See, if we're going to be followers of Jesus, that means we have to do what Jesus says to do. Listen, I have offended plenty of people, and I'm sure I will offend somebody today and tomorrow and next week. Listen, I don't try to offend people, and I know I will, but you know what? There's one thing I want to do, is I always would want to make things right if I have. You know, two different people this week has come up to me in a respectful and, and right way and said, you know what, a couple of people were asking questions... And I told them to go to you. Thank you. You know how many people have come to me this week? Zero. Are you at Revelation 12? If you're not, go there. I want to end this morning where I believe became a revelation to me even this week. I've never seen this in scripture, even though I've read this text many a times. As I was studying this message and I was asking God, Why is gossip such a big deal to you, God? I really want to know how you feel about this. I thought, how the heck does this scripture have anything to do with gossip? And then it hit me. Pow. Let me give you the context real quick of Revelation 12. John the apostle is getting this, you know, dream, this revelation about heaven and and all, God is revealing things to him. And it says in verse 7 of chapter 12, Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down. The ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now have come the salvation and power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. And right here. Here it is. Here's the pow. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters... Who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. You could hear a pin drop, and that's how it hit me too. It was like what. There was division, there was conflict, and there was war. This is in heaven. This this was supposed to be a place of peace, and there's war happening. See, one of the things that disqualified Satan was his constant accusations about others to God. God saw that in his heart was deceptive. God knew that Satan was quick to talk about them in a negative and judgmental way. You lose your place in heaven when you become an accuser, a gossiper. That's what gossip is, is is accusing others. Whether it's true or not, it's accusations. And God is saying, we don't have that right. God has no tolerance for that. And because Satan, Satan wouldn't change, he lost his place in heaven. Now here's the key. It doesn't seem like it fits, but it does. How do we gain victory over Satan's gossip? How do we gain victory over this? How do we do we do this? Revelation 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? I think we sang that this morning. See, the enemy knows the power of our words. He would rather us talking about each other, accusing each other, than sharing our testimony of what Jesus has done and is doing in our lives. Imagine with me the power, the unity, and the strength of the church when the enemy comes to us and instead of gossiping, we talk about redemption, not division. See, there is God's process, and that's redemption. And then there's Satan's process, and that's division. This is the big idea. So how do we win this battle? They overcame him by the blood of the lamb on the cross. Jesus died for us. He rose again. And by their testimony... Go through the process I told you and then tell them what God has done and is doing in your life. Use examples of God's love and grace and mercy. That's my story. How often are we sharing our story? Are we talking about others more than what God is doing in our lives? See, your story could be the key that unlocks someone else's prison. Don't be afraid to share it. Allow the Holy Spirit to work in your hearts. Talk about God instead of gossiping about someone else. Is it possible that the reason why we are not overcoming challenges and obstacles in our world is that we are spending most of our time gossiping instead of talking about who God is in our lives? Have we somehow compromised the power of our words instead of accusing we accept them. Instead of blaming, we build them up. Instead of complaining, we compliment them. Instead of defriending, we defend them. Instead of exposing them, we encourage them. Somehow we have allowed the enemy of our soul to influence us instead of allowing the Holy Spirit to influence us. Redeemed people redeem people. Forgiven people forgive people. This is the body of Christ. This is the church. Christ died for us so that we can overcome. See, gossip dies when it hits a wise person's ears. Are you studying Proverbs? Are you trying to get wisdom from God? Because if you're a wise person, it dies the moment it hits your ears. I want to conclude today with this. I want to challenge us. What is it? What are you saying? What are you hearing? What are you believing? Are you quick to see faults of people and point them out? Let me make something clear. You will see faults in people. You will see faults in me. But how we respond when we see them is the bigger question. I want to pray today. I want to pray that out of our mouth, comes redemption out of our mouth comes forgiveness out of our mouth comes wisdom out of our mouth comes discernment mercy honor love and grace and when we encounter gossip number one stop the conversation number two pray with them number three bring them to the other person because if we don't follow these steps, if we don't follow what Scripture tells us to do, then we will lack integrity, then we will destroy friends, friendships, that it'll corrupt us, that it'll be divisive, and it'll ruin reputations. See, Proverbs 18:21 says, "The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruits." Can we be a people that despises gossip, rumors? Let's hold each other accountable. This is what I believe the Holy Spirit is asking us to do right now. Is there any gossip stored up in our heart right now? Have you said something this week that was gossip? Have you heard something this week that was gossip? Because if you have said it or even have heard it, It's in your heart right now. I want to pray. God, I pray for every person here. God, I thank you for your word. God, I pray that your word will penetrate in our heart. God, whatever has been in our heart this week, God, if it's gossip, if it's something that the enemy is trying to put in our heart to distract us, to deter us from being, drawing close to you, from, 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 For whatever he's trying to do, God, I pray that you just stir us up right now. God, forgive us. God, I pray that you make our hearts whole right now. God, I pray that that our church, that our family, that our friends, that we will be unified by your Holy Spirit. God, help us to be more like you. God, you've made it clear in your scripture the right things to do. And how to do it to make things right, God? I pray that you help us right now in Jesus' name. Will you stand with me? Will you sing this right now? Can we can we sing this to God so that we can get ourselves right?
1: We will.
0: It's challenging. I know this is not popular. I'm not going to get a pat on the back and a thanks, great message. I get it. But God's stirring in me, trying to make changes in me too. I think we're missing opportunities to share who God is in our lives. And I think, oh, I want to, I'm telling you, I think this is going to be a great step for our church. This is going to be a great step. Something's going to change. I believe it. If you're part of the ushers and greeters team, or if you want to be a part of the ushers and greeters team, we have a meeting in room 111 just a few minutes after service. I'll be in there. It's going to be very brief. Um, I just want to share a few things as we move into the fall, but if you're interested, please come to that. But before we end this morning, if you need prayer, I'll be down here. I'll be more than to pray with you or talk with you.